romance. Ugh, I wish guys knew more about what we want from a relationship. <laughs> Boy, I wish I knew more about what I want. Where's that ad I saw? Ah, uh, here it is. The Selfish Path to Romance. A serious romance guidebook. Download Chapter 1 for free at SelfishRomance.com and buy it at Amazon.com. Hmm, The Selfish Path to Romance. That is interesting. I, I don't actually date a whole lot lately. Why not? Well, when I'm with a boy I like, it's hard for me to say anything cool or, or witty or at all. I, I can usually make a few vowel sounds and then I have to go away. <laughs> it's not that bad. No, it is. I think boys are more interested in a girl who can talk. You want to go back into the dating world or you're already in it, but you don't think your methods are working for you. You may be sitting at home, sitting on the couch and thinking, why doesn't someone call me? Why is it another Friday night or another Saturday night? My, my buddies have dates and I'm sitting home again watching TV and just feeling, feeling burnt out. How do you go about meeting someone? Where do you meet them? And you may have heard about cyber dating or other things, but we have an expert with us today. His name is Dr. Don Kiefer and he's a clinical psychologist and he is a department chair at the New England Institute of Technology and in the psychiatry department at Rhode Island Hospital. He has extensive experience as a corporate psychologist. He's had his own matchmaking service. He's one of those people that have a lot of things you can say about him. And he's also given workshops for professionals and for just people who want to know about it, becoming your own dating coach, how to learn how the skills required to go out in the dating world armed instead of disarmed. Welcome to the show, Dr. Don Kiefer. Thank you. So good to have you on. Now, when I think back to my own dating years, which is about probably about 35, 45 years ago, um, I dated a lot, and I we didn't have cyber dating back then. You relied on friends of friends and meeting people and parties and just the you you join clubs at school, a French club, and you'd meet someone and go out or you'd go to a football game. Now it's a whole different world out there for dating. If somebody's newly divorced or if somebody's just a, a teenager, I get emails from teenagers saying, how do I find a partner? What advice would you give in terms of how and where to meet people? You know, Ellen, whenever I uh, give a workshop, uh, I, I always like to start them off with an activity where I go around the room and I ask people, um, I, and I go on the board, I'll, I say to them, tell me uh, the mechanism with which or the, the, the circumstances under which you met your, your either your current or your most recent significant relationship. And it is so fascinating because inevitably I get such a wide range of responses. And it is so, such a powerful demonstration of the fact that people forget that there are so many different ways Could to Could you meet give people. me a little bit of a range of some of the types of, a range of the answers that you get? I mean, it's everything from, you know, an office party, from uh, my, uh, my neighbor in my apartment complex, uh, my uh, college roommate introduced me to somebody, uh, to uh, going to a singles club. 
club. I mean, it just goes on. Somebody uh, recently, you know, I was sitting at the beach and somebody came up to me. I mean, it's just all over the place. And, and, and in a group, I would say like in a group of, let's say, 30 people, probably there are about, typically I might have 20 different mechanisms that, that go up on the board. Which is absolutely fascinating. Yeah. You know, I, th- I spoke, I went, I'll, I'll come back to you in a second. I went into, wait for to my dermatologist and one guy said, well, I have to wait so long for, for my dermatologist. And another older man said, well, you know, the last time I was at a dermatologist, uh, at a doctor's office, two people met here. They had to wait so long here, and they ended up married. Oh, is that wonderful? Yeah, yeah. so that it's was just unique. So, it's so encouraging, yeah. you know, to really appreciate that and understand that, you know. Yeah, so the range can be anywhere. It's not just cyber dating. It's not just video dating. No. It's not just sitting home waiting. I know you've underscored, because I took one of your courses, that you can't sit home and be passive, that you need to, you can't no. just expect No, I always make to... people think about the fact that if you, if you think that you're going to Sit uh, sit in your house or your apartment and have somebody come ring your doorbell like hello you know I'm here for you I mean, <laughs> it's just ridiculous you know yeah. and so they'll they'll either have that attitude or they'll bury themselves in work you know they'll either stay at their office a whole lot of time or stay in their yeah. apartment not get out there and I'm yeah. always pushing about the importance of getting out there tell me a little about cyber dating it's very controversial and I have yeah. to say that I know a lot of people and in, in fact several I just went to a lovely wedding of two psychologists who are friends of mine who met through cyber dating. Um, it can be a wonderful, helpful, fruitful experience, and yes, it can also be disastrous. Can you and give so, us an example of disastrous? And then, well, um, disastrous would be, for instance, of, of hooking up with somebody who who is married. Uh, the reality is that there are people um, that do go online and uh, they just lie about themselves. They're looking to have a quick affair or something like that. Um, um, and so there definitely is a, the element of lying that goes on that you need to be you know, look watchful for. So more like a cheap thrill. You have exactly. to watch out for those type of people. So exactly. People who could present well, right. but their their uh, pedigree there. Right. But there are but there are techniques to minimize that kind of risk. What would you recommend? The first thing is I really encourage people to not jump into the actual from the moment that they first make that connection to the actual potential first date. I, I encourage people to sort of drag that out a bit, uh, to really do some degree of email communication over a period of, you know, a few weeks or so, and then move from that to maybe phone calls, particularly if it's particularly helpful to keep the phone calls on a cell phone kind of thing. Um, but, you know, most people who are into a quickie affair will not have the tolerance for dragging it out like that. Interesting. It, so you rule them out. Yes. You screen them out. Yes. Uh, another thing that happens with that is it's a wonderful way to get to know the person uh, through their email communication, like how they express themselves, do they know how to spell, um, what kind of emotional person are they or not, um, so that by the time you get to the first date, you have a lot more information than if you just kind of jumped into getting there after, like, and, hooking up. And should they put pictures on the web or not? You know, I do actually, I do recommend that. Um, I think that, that that's something else that happens a lot of the time is that people, I just, I just encourage people to 
to deal with the fact that is that's a fact of life. You know that people do care about appearances, and why not just get that out on the table um, so that it's not going to be that awkward moment when you walk into you know uh, a cafe or something, and there's this like, oh my goodness, this is not my type at all. Right. Um, so it's definitely, I think it's really important to go ahead and do that. As uncomfortable as that might be for some people, you clearly the statistics are you have a much greater chance of getting quote hits as they call it in the right. cyber world mm-hmm. um, on your on your profile if in fact you have a posted picture and it's really important to use a real picture I mean that's another thing that people do sometimes lie with sometimes they will post pictures that are 10 years old and that kind of thing and right, ten, um, they're thinner or right. they don't look as old exactly or, right exactly. right yeah. and you also mentioned that um, mostly men are on the internet it's very yeah. uh, that women that's are the good on news the you know well, the good news is that uh, all these women who complain all the time so they go to singles dances and the ratio might be you know five women for every one male um, but the good news is that cyber dating is a total reverse that yes. there's uh, most of the statistics are for most of the sites that there's I think it's five to one the other way I think they're so it's just a, a lot it's of a, men are more computer savvy and they get they, on. they are more computer savvy they like that they like the shopping concept um, they like the privacy of it they like the price um, there are all sorts right. of things that it sort of fits more with a male personality more easily right know. so women really have their their pick of the litter it's they do and again I think it's also the ratio is different because I think there are a lot of women that are just are they're scared yeah. and I think that I think it's it's unfortunate because the ones that are as I said could do it appropriately do it the right way in a safe way um, they often can reap a lot of rewards for it there's a lot of good matches that happen right. through the various uh, okay. services well thank you so much for joining us today on going on dating on You're cyber welcome. dating thank you Dr. Don Kiefer who's a clinical psychologist, and he's in the psychiatry department at Rhode Island Hospital. It will cover some of the questions I didn't get to in the upcoming weeks. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner, and it's been great being with you today on The Rational Basis of Happiness. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance, the serious romance guidebook by clinical psychologist Dr. Ellen Kenner and co-author Dr. Edwin Locke, who's world famous for his theories in goal setting. All emotions have causes, including love. Love, whether mistaken, genuine, or in the process of developing, is a response to subconscious estimates we make about the other person, estimates we can become aware of consciously by introspection. This gives us a wealth of information that can be used to make good decisions. It is critically important to know what you are responding to when you feel love for someone or have doubts about someone. Does analyzing our emotions take the mystery out of love and thereby ruining it? No, just the opposite. You can download Chapter 1 for free by going to drkenner.com. And you can buy The Selfish Path to Romance at amazon.com.